Marco Novo is an Italian watercolor artist and an IT analyst by day. Jobs from opposite side of the spectrum, but Marco has never been one to go with a single path of creativity. From graffiti art to being fascinated with manga, his eyes are now drawn to the mundane life of the desert along with a vibrant and rich culture of Moroccan lifestyle. In this episode, Marco shared how to break away from the classical style of painting, a color exercise as a step to simplify the process, how to paint a scene using limited palette, how to convey a sense of place without too many details, and creating shapes and contrast using negative space. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etrolab.com. Hey, this is Jesse, and I'm an artist and studio host for Etrolab. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. So join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. My journey as a watercolor artist starts, uh, I think, six years ago, six or seven years ago. Uh, and before uh, I, I started as a watercolor artist, I, I was uh, a lot of different things uh, as an artist because uh, um, I, I love to, uh, to go through a, a medium, uh, from a medium to another medium. So I... It's very strange that I started uh, painting as a, as, a, as a writer, as a graffiti artist. So without paper, without uh, brushes, but with, with uh, spray cans and so on. And uh, in, in the same time, uh, during my, my uh, high school or during uh, the, the, the college, the, the, the university, peri university period, I, I love to, um, to try to, uh, to join, to merge. Uh, an approach based on uh, what I saw uh, in uh, New York City walls, you know, all mm -hmm. uh, the artists, all the graffiti art artists, and what I saw in um, in, the, in the museums. Uh, I, I I have the uh, I, I was lucky to saw in my life in my travels, because I have to say that I love a lot travels traveling, and so uh, I. I started to think uh, uh, a way to to join to merge these two different uh, different worlds of of art and uh, i think that uh, uh, using uh, imagination and also the inspiration based on uh, uh, japanese artists uh, oh. uh, manga japanese artists because i have to say that uh, i think the the merge, the, the, the union between writing art and so graffiti art and uh, um, classical painter, say a Turner mm -hmm. or uh, uh, Picasso, yeah. it can be merged and simplified in what uh, uh, modern contemporary uh, manga artists uh, um, has done in, in those years, in these years. Mm -hmm. So I can uh, I can speak about my my favorite artist uh, as a manga manga artist that is Hiroiko Araki. Uh, his famous manga is uh, Jojo Bizarre Adventures. And starting from that inspiration, oh. I my my eyes opened to a new world. So uh, I'm a computer programmer, an analyst, mm -hmm. and so on. But uh, I think that if you can start from your work from your passion, 
from your normal life and just uh, be uh, different uh, using uh, what you love in another uh, in another way as i love uh, painting uh, in this case uh, is the biggest uh, life ambition so uh, during the day i i am uh, all the time in, um, in front of a computer and then i can um, during a, a lunch pause in this time, for example, I can take a paper and paint with analog brush strokes. So no, no PC, no, no computer, and a lot of brush strokes, colors, analog. Analog. No more. No more digital. <laughs> Thank you, Marco. What's interesting as well for our listeners who are tuned in to this to this podcast, you're based in Italy which is a yeah. country rich in culture and art. Almost a lot of the famous artists, creatives oh. came from Italy. But yeah. interestingly though, your style and your subjects that you paint now, you totally step out of that. You totally branched <laughs> out and fell in love with Japanese art, which is yeah. now you're incorporating into your style of painting. Several things that I picked up from, from what you shared earlier about your journey as an artist. So you just started six years ago. It's amazing because I, I thought you have been painting like from when you were a kid, but it all just started six years ago. Six years ago is, is the date when I started using watercolor medium. Uh, before I, I have to say, I have to uh, say that my father was a, a, an ink artist. So he, he loved to paint uh, using ink. This oh, one is one of um, his painting. He, he loved uh, um, large landscapes, mm -hmm. uh, natural landscapes, uh, Italian landscapes, Italian. and uh, he, he loved to paint using to paint to to draw using uh, just uh, ink pens. Mm -hmm. So um, very similar to Japanese style at that time, but. Uh, um, his influence, I think, uh, when I was young, I, I grew up uh, looking at, at his uh, painting, at yes. his uh, large paintings. And so uh, I was a painter, I think, when I, I was young, because I think I have to be as my father. Okay. So, okay. Uh, but uh, um, studies, uh, uh, normal life, uh, the, the need of a work, uh, of, a, of a normal work, because, uh, you know, uh, they think that uh, artists were in Italy. The, the incredible thing is that uh, an artist is not as uh, is seen by the people, not uh, in the in the well, in the good uh, way that an artist is seen in another uh, country. Really? Yeah, because we have no um, laws that uh, regulates uh, an artist. You have to be a, a, a normal worker as you are a, a, a programmer, but you are an artist. So um, no way to have a different approach to the, mm -hmm. the work life because an artist can't work eight hours a day right. in the same day. Inspiration is a, a matter totally different <laughs> from a normal work. So uh, I have to study, I have to be a normal uh, worker, mm. uh, office worker, but uh, um, as I said before, I want to totally break this, uh, this type of life. So when I can, I, I, 
I draw. Mm -hmm. During um, lessons in high school, I have a lot of of uh, of drawing. During really? the, the teacher was was speaking, I was drawing. So <laughs> I hope your teacher is watching this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to say thank you to my teachers because uh, I, in my school life I have no problem, uh, okay. and uh, they just saw I was uh, uh, I was drawing. But uh, after exams go go well, so no problem. It, it was <laughs> okay, that's, good. that's good okay. to know, Marco. Okay, let's dive in a little bit more into your style. Has this always been the loose style that you started with or has it changed through the years in that six years that you've been painting? Uh, I think I changed my style uh, um, in, a, in a tinkered way mm -hmm. two or three times. Okay. Uh, because I started with an approach um, with a lot of water. Mm -hmm. So uh, my style was uh, uh, something, a, a style that started from a layering of, uh, of water, water layering. So uh, all the painting was uh, filled with the, with the color and uh, there was a lot of wet on wet. Right. And in, uh, in, uh, in another change of my style, in, uh, some years ago, I... I saw uh, some paintings of Edward Seagull, as I said before during my, my, my demo on YouTube, and Edward Seagull totally mm, uh, shocked me. Mm -hmm. So I started studying Seagull, uh, Edward Seagull, yeah. uh, English, uh, an English watercolor artist. Oh, uh, okay. He's a master. Mm -hmm. Okay. And after Seagull, I... Um, I discovered that he was the, the, the main influence of uh, John Yardley. So I started to follow, uh, and this is another strange thing, I think I started to follow English watercolor artists okay. in, my, in my second life uh, of, of watercolor artists. So I started to be more, um, uh, to do brush strokes uh, with the less water. So uh, my style became um, more uh, strong with mm -hmm. the strongest color. With, without water, watercolor became more strong. Right. Yes. So, uh, I just passed, um, I just stepped from uh, a, a, wet, a wet on wet style to a mm -hmm. more um, uh, strong style with the strong brush strokes. And so now I am a mixed. I am a Sometimes wet on wet and sometimes uh, strong brush strokes. And uh, I want to be loose uh, as I can. I know it's difficult. Okay. To be loose, yeah. But I am trying to be loose. So uh, less uh, details, more uh, feeling, more atmosphere, mm -hmm. more life, more uh, people, uh, people chatting, uh, walking in my painting, uh, and so on, living a, a normal life. Okay. With your style of painting as well, Marco, you talked about simplification. And I really love that about your style. And during your live demo, that was the feedback that we've gotten from your YouTube live, was that how you made everything so simple, and yet you achieve your desired effect, which is a very loose, but it's very distinct as well. So can you tell us a little bit more about that process of simplification? How did you develop that style and how do you go about simplifying such a very complicated scene that, you know, as someone who's starting out would be so intimidated 
to paint? Yeah, and this is a, a nice question because uh, um, I am discovering in, in this uh, uh, in this month, in this year, um, the way I, I I want to simplify paintings. So uh, you you can imagine that uh, when I I I look at uh, a normal landscape and uh, during my normal life, uh, when I go uh, in bicycle with my my son, uh, you you can imagine that. Uh, I, I try to close uh, my eyes and so uh, the scene become um, more uh, a tonal a tonal value a different tonal value based scene so you can you can see uh, different uh, boxes of colors uh, so a tree become just a, a splash of green color uh, ex uh, extract the lights and shadows from the scene I, I think I have read something about this type of, uh, of simplification in, in some books, in some artist books. Um, so uh, this, uh, uh, this is a matter of exercise. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, this exercise in normal life, when you saw something you love, uh, I, uh, I hope it's, it's important to, to try to, uh, to do this type of exercise with your eyes. And so I can, uh, I think, I hope, extrapolate the the, the the sense of the scene without all details. Mm -hmm. So after that, when I have uh, I am working in studio and I have a photo of a landscape, I do less or more the same, same uh, simplification. Uh -huh. It's interesting. You said that you will just look at a, let's say it's a very complicated landscape, but you will just simplify the scene by picking up some colors and their values. And yeah. during your live demo, a common theme from the questions and feedback was that you use a very limited palette, yeah. like just few colors, but you were able to achieve sort of like different variations and contrast within your painting using limited color palette. Can you share yeah. a little bit more about that process, Marco? Yeah, this is uh, this process is uh, really uh, near the simplification process. is an evolution. Uh, after uh, um, the simplification, you can do a, of a complex scene. Mm -hmm. uh, there is the colors problem, so you have to solve another problem to simplify uh, the use of the colors. Uh, as an approach, uh, as a base approach, I love to uh, produce my own. Uh, mixing my own colors, secondary colors, starting from primary. So uh, the base idea is that, is this base idea I am going to say to you, uh, you can think uh, uh, that the world is uh, a has a lot of uh, grays, starting from uh, the three base colors, um, the three primary colors. Right. So, I am trying to, to simply, uh, simplify the, the scene, but also the use of, uh, of the palette of the colors, as, mm -hmm. you, as you say. So um, I move just in one hot color, one uh, um, hot color, one cold one, and just some dark colors, and try to mix them to achieve uh, other um, value, different tonal, different values colors. So as you can, uh, as you have, uh, have seen in my in my my demo in my YouTube demo, I just used I think four or four. five colors. Four, yeah. yeah. 
four or five. But in uh, in the final paint, there were, uh, I think, uh, 20, 30 colors. Mm, right. So different. And uh, uh, this is important. You can, as an artist, uh, you can try to simplify your palette and uh, become more, um, more good using your simplified colors and try to mix them because you have a lot of colors in your simplified palette. Like what you hear so far, Make More Art the Podcast is made possible by listeners like you. So we would like to give a shout out to Lillian Oliveira from YouTube. She said, loved the podcast and it was really nice to know more about the Etcher team. Bien Viajero said, love this interview. I'm a huge fan of Alan. Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Amazing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I know you started with just a few palette, few colors. It was a very, it's a simplified palette. But the end result of that painting, if you look at it, it's as if you use a lot of colors. And one other thing that you really did well in your live demo was your play around negative space, which is you left some white parts and then a color beside that negative space, which created this whole silhouette of images and shapes that's just you know i was mind blown after you finish your your live demo because it was so good so can you share a little bit more about yeah playing around with negative space in your style okay. of painting? yes and another um sign of of my of my style of painting is yeah. uh, as you say negative spaces uh, because i love to extract uh, um peoples and uh, um, and what I saw uh, what I see in uh, in, uh, in, the, in the landscape or in uh, in, the, in the in the photo I'm I'm trying to, to paint um, and the large use of my my sign is the large use of of, of uh, untouched paper so uh, my whites are all uh, paper without color so the the real color of the paper and this, uh, I think, is uh, very funny because you can uh, leave uh, an half face without painting. And this half face is uh, the, the, the part of the face uh, um, touched by the sun a lot. So uh, this uh, uh, contrast, uh, this big contrast between the, the part of the face normally painted and the part uh, white, ultra white, is something uh, very funny for me and very interesting for uh, the people um, that see my art. Yeah, uh, I want just to, to to show you if it is possible uh, another another painting. This is one of, of my painting. Uh, I love uh, interiors. Interiors, uh, in right? Interiors a lot. As you can see, this uh, this window is white, ultra white. Mm -hmm. Is uh, uh, totally lived as the, the, the paper white. But uh, this, uh, um, this window give a lot of, of power, of uh, uh, sunny power to the scene. So I think this, uh, uh, this is a sign of my, of my style of paint. It is, it is very distinct. And that, that's what I, again, that's what I really like about your style because it's very distinct and you can tell that it's Marcus work. Ask you this during your live demo. And your subjects are desert scenes. 
which is sort of really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What's the background? Why you chose desert scenes? Okay. Uh, I love to travel and I love the world, the different cultures, uh, different scenes. Uh, I love, I love also Italian culture, Italian scenes, but uh, I love to, um, to travel with the paint, uh, to travel with the painting, to travel with watercolor. So um, I, I just uh, uh, love to uh, select some photos from my, my travels and select something uh, very strange. So um, I, I love to uh, select a scene with uh, a person doing something strange. The base idea is to select something that you are uh, you usually see in uh, your life, but that can be uh, different as a person with a dog, Right. Uh, walking uh, mm. in front of a bar. But These are, uh, that's okay. why I asked you your live demo because it's so interesting that you live in Italy and back you to paint like churches, facades of buildings and yeah. you know the usual alfresco dining or window paints. That's very one of the most common things that you would paint. Yours are desert scenes and you mentioned that these are from your travels and your yeah. travel photos. And speaking of subjects, um, so for your live demo, you did the desert scene. And I know for your mini workshop, you will still be doing something similar, but a little bit more complex. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you will be doing for your mini workshop? Yeah, um, during my, my mini workshop, I, I will try to, um, to paint, to, uh, to teach uh, how I, I approach to, to a, a a more difficult paint, I think, because uh, it's a, it's a scene from Essaouira. Essaouira is a city, is a Moroccan city, Moroccan uh, one of the the colorest, the the, the colorful yeah. city in, in in Morocco. And uh, I love to um, to paint. Uh, I, I have selected this, this image from Essaouira from a photo of of the walls of Essaouira. Because I love the contrast between uh, between the uh, the blue um, sky and the uh, yellow um, yellow wall and the yellow uh, ground, yellow floor, where people uh, are doing their normal life in a Moroccan life that mm -hmm. is really different from my culture. So I love uh, uh, to so turban people, to mm -hmm. people with turban. Um, chatting, working, yes. uh, uh, just uh, just working. Uh, they in that in that scene they are uh, doing their normal life, and that scene is uh, from a photo. So uh, people are real uh, chatting and working yeah. under that uh, incredible walls, incredible sky, uh, incredible palm tree. So. Natural life, real life, uh, and uh, we are trying. We, I, I will try to uh, to paint with you all that scene uh, during the mini workshop. That's exciting, and you will be diving more into your process of simplification, I believe, yeah. which 
really what I think everyone is looking forward to learning yeah. from you. And uh, Marco, it's it's been you know amazing chatting with you and learning about your process. And one thing that's interesting that I also learned from, about you is you have this community. It's called the Onda Creative, uh, yes. which is a communion of intent and an explosion explosion of ideas. And yeah. you know, just looking at that. I was just reminded of the journey, of your journey as an artist, when you explore different mediums and different styles, but you really stepped out of what's expected and totally branched out and explore different mediums, different subjects, different styles. And then now you're making it super simple for everybody through the process of simplification. So... For someone who is listening right now, because a normal probably pain points or fear of someone who would want to start with art is that I don't know what to paint or I'm so scared to even attempt to paint anything because it's complicated. You being your advocacy is to simplify things for now that you're teaching. What would be a golden nugget that you can share with our audience as a takeaway? from this episode, Marco? Okay, uh, I think my, my golden nugget can be um, uh, try to, uh, in the first time, you, you have not to be scared by what you see and by the, uh, the white paper. So if you're scared by the white paper, I, I can, I can uh, just suggest to, to pick a pencil and do a, a sign, a big sign in white paper with a pencil after that, you will paint using watercolor, so no problem with pencil. Yeah. And you can try to um, uh, just uh, do a sign to, uh, to, start, um, uh, to start approaching to the paint without fear. The basic idea I can, I can just leave is uh, be free and not scared by nothing. And if uh, uh, what you see is too complex, just pick some color splashes. Start from color splashes. And then all will be uh, simple. Will be, and your painting will be more interesting than uh, um, too detailed painting. So just pick a complex photo, do some splashes, and after that, look at it. So do not be scared and just take away some splashes of colors. Do not be scared with a blank canvas, with your brush, and just go for it. Marco, it's been a yeah. fun time chatting with you. And also that community that you created, yeah. the Onda Creative, which, you know, champion people who are into uh, creating intently and uh, very much into exploring different ideas. Yeah which I think you are very much into that, given the journey as an artist. Um, I know a lot of people will be, will be learning a lot from you during your mini workshop. They did during your live demo. And I think we created really some curiosity around how your process and how you approach painting and the simplification in doing a complex landscape yeah. or scene. So, Marco, thank you again for being on Make More Art. I look forward to hosting your workshop on the 30th of September at 10 yeah. a.m. Eastern Time. So if you are listening to this episode, do watch out for that because as you have heard, 
you will be learning a lot from Marco and his style is very distinct. And, you know, the play with colors and also that simplification. I think that's exactly what we need right now, especially if you're starting out. And, and have fun. And have fun a lot with watercolor. <laughs> yes, have fun. Marco, thank you so much for being part of the show and I look forward to hosting your workshop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, Jesse. Bye. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Marco and it got you thinking about how simple it is to start making art, that you have the power to pick up a brush and start painting. So I'm curious, what do you think of this episode? Do let us know by leaving a comment through the blog post associated with this podcast at etrolab.com slash Marco. Want to know what goes behind the scenes here at Etcher? We heard ya! We are lifting the curtain and giving you VIP access to do just that. Get to know who does what here at Etcher Lab. Joining me for today's Etcher Community Spotlight is Ria, and she is our marketing officer within Etcher. And I let her talk about more about what she does within Etcher. So without further ado, please welcome to Make More Art, Rian. Hi guys, um, I'm Rian, and like what Jesse mentioned, I am a marketing officer for Etcher. So what I do is I handle a few of our social media platforms. So right now I'm working on our Pinterest, and I also work together with our co-founder to make Etcher more known on Google. So when we're working on a few um, technical <laughs> SEO stuff, um, kind of boring, but yeah, it'll it'll um make it'll make Etcher more known to more people. So yeah, I I don't know a lot about SEO. That is something mm-hmm. that's so foreign to me. I mean, I know that it's sort of like the main thing in social media right now and yeah. marketing, and so you have a pretty big role in making Etcher known within the social media platforms. And I think you're doing an amazing job. So Rian, I'm interested to know how you started with Etcher because I know you do full-time. Yeah, I do, I do full-time. And I started recently um, around March. So uh-huh. I, I, was, um, I used to bake full-time. And then I mm-hmm. came across this um, job post from Gabby, our HR. Right. And then I tried applying for the marketing role since I'm very interested in um, learning more about marketing. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm here. And I have to say, I have learned a lot. Though in my short stay in Etcher, I have learned a lot here. That's great. <laughs> We're both hired in the same year around the pandemic time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been great. So what do you love most about marketing? You said earlier it's pretty boring. I don't think it is because, you, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff. You're across all of our platforms and you're making Etcher known as a brand. Yeah. Um, so what I really enjoyed about marketing was engaging with our community because um, I did a lot of community management before, before moving to, before given um, the SEO, SEO tasks. Yeah. So it was so nice seeing our community interacting with each other, encouraging each other and sharing their art. It's also really, I, I got to a point where I start when I wanted to start painting to seeing their work is so inspiring. It's funny that you mentioned that because I think everyone that I interview with an etcher, hmm. except for those who really have been doing painting or art, is that they have started or it's, it's as if working with an etcher have enticed them to. Yeah, like I feel like there's an artist inside me. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> so you love to make. So you I do. Uh, I used to make full time. Yeah. Um, before working for Etcher, I used to 
big full time. I sell cookies. So yeah. Wow. A woman with many talents. That's <laughs> interesting as well as you mentioned that Gabby, our HR um, manager, shared with you the post. And yeah. it, it seems like it's a common theme within Etcher that a friend of a friend introduced her. Oh, yeah. And then now we're all working because it's the same thing. It's the same story for me and for the people that I've interviewed on the, on the show. And I think that's what's great about Etcher. It's all about. Yeah. And like what you mentioned earlier. So what you're doing is letting everybody know about the brand, but more importantly, mm-hmm. is like engaging them. Yeah. Out of community. What is the yes. best thing about working with an Etcher and your role as a marketing officer? Honestly, the best thing I can say about working about with Etcher would be the people we work with. I think everyone is so easy to work with. Everyone's so friendly. And it's like, it's like a family, you know, you're not, it's not scary to approach anyone and anyone like your, your ideas will be heard. Mm-hmm. Everything's collaborative. And I really like that about Etcher. Amazing. Thank you so much, Rian, for sharing bits and pieces about yourself, what you do and everything that you're doing to make our brand known and to engage our community. Thank you for being part of the show and make more arts. And yeah, please do start making art and watch out for those cookies. I know you still do. You still do, babe. Uh, I so do. Of the things that you're doing with that trip. But thank you so much yeah. for being part of the show, Rian, for taking some time to speak with me. Thank you so much, Jesse. All right, thanks, Rian. Bye. Bye. We would love to hear your thoughts, so please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast, or you can find us on YouTube at Etcher Studio. And, oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.